1: You are listening to a podcast of the Geek IO Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geekio. Now
2: for a lesson. Konbanwa. Anime Ataku Show. So. Good evening. Welcome to the Anime Attacker Show. You may have heard these words before, but I'll teach you what they really mean. Remember, we will be discussing all episodes up to the ones we talk about tonight. Anata Sopura so o kenishi nanara
1: so yo. If you don't my spoilers. Welcome.
2: Ah, uh,
1: every time. Never fails. Konbanwa, Minasan. This is the Anime Otaka Show, episode two twenty-three, and surprise, I am not C.J. Boat. It's his birthday today, so we're giving him the night off. Happy
0: Ten birthday. You made it to exam house. Yeah.
1: Birthday! Bad. None of us have the button to hit, so...
0: Uh, <laughs> birthday.
1: Happy birthday! Birthday song, We <laughs> So, for tonight, back by nobody's request, I volunteered for this shit, I am your host, Josh Blues Drive McGrathster, and joining me tonight for a special edition of the Anime Otaku Show, we have Carrie, I got Believe in You, Wilcox, And Justin, the grappler, Carol. (laughs) And of course, as always, our Ned, our delightful man in the chair, Raúl, staying awake late, Garza. Carrie, thank you.
3: Thank thank you for making a a real great reference.
0: I forgot that song existed until tonight when I was going through the songs for nostalgia for this episode. Because you don't
3: know how much... I got to believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, so I... Okay, continue. But I just can't...
2: So I what can't are we doing tonight?
3: Entire, I can't go through this entire episode uh, just going back and singing old anime songs that I know all the lyrics to because I'm a terrible person. Um, well, uh, can I give the intro on this? Because it was partly my idea, I guess. By all means. Sure, so... Um, we're doing a little special episode this week since uh, CJ is on birthday duty and he's enjoying himself a very nice sushi dinner tonight. Um, tonight we decided that we are going to have a discussion about history lessons. Not really, but truly, this is a history lesson for us, the people on your lovely anime podcast that you listen to every week to every other week. Um, we are not going to discuss the regular anime that we would usually discuss this week since there's only one episode of each out this week we're gonna go back to the bi-weekly schedule after labor day i think so every other week i think we're gonna try and do something a little special so today we decided that we are going to do a little background story about each of us uh, give a little uh, backstory as to how we became the hyper weebs that we are today how we leveled up from baby weaves to a hashtag weave trash and uh, tell a little bit about how we were introduced to the medium, how we grew up in the medium, how we may have betrayed the medium for a little bit and came back to it after a long, after a long hiatus. That certainly didn't happen to me, but that can happen to anyone. But uh, I just, yeah, I wanted to talk about the past, not because I'm some huge retro anime fan but it's always it's always cool to learn the roots of my friends and uh maybe you can share your roots with us
0: indeed and quick psa a lot of us being in our late 20s and early early 30s come from a time when anime was not very accessible there was the right stuff catalog there was like fye and stuff like that But all the anime that was available in the United States was, number one, all of the super mainstream stuff, and that's about it. And number two, generally only acceptable in $200 box sets. We, being broke high schoolers, took other routes to get our fix. However, nowadays, all of the stuff that was unlicensed when we were getting it is now licensed and relatively and cheaply available the legal way. We do not endorse pirating anime. We fully endorse supporting the official release now that there actually is one.
3: So I'll be slightly competitive to the people that's... So there, of course, is a group of anime people that pride themselves on watching anime in the original format and watching it and getting Blu-ray rips of stuff and say that getting Blu-rays are too expensive or getting box sets is too expensive from Japan while they watch it on their fancy, super expensive, you know, PC rigs that they've set up in order to watch anime at the highest resolution possible. Hey, people, you're not really impressing anyone. Try to support the industry. Buy, oh, so Ble- fuck you. buy Blu-rays. <clears throat> watch Crunchyroll. Hey, I'll be completely honest. Crunchyroll, I, sorry, I had to say this. They are not great quality, but it's still a decent service.
0: Yeah, or a decent
1: price.
0: Amazon,
3: it, actually great. Bad subtitles, really good video
2: quality. And, and uh, I've, I've got one thing about Amazon. Their interface could use some help.
0: Yeah, yeah it really could. And the I thing with Crunchyroll is, like, if you're a bro ass high school student now, like we were back in the days when we lived on BitTorrent, Crunchyroll, the base plan, is free. You don't get simulcast. Everything is a week behind. You have a couple of ads and everything is standard definition, but it's free and it's legal. There is no excuse anymore for pirating anime.
3: And you and you don't have to be like me when I was a kid. So, you know what? Now that we've got and that out of the way, I think You also we don't should...
1: have to give your computer the aids known as LimeWire.
2: Oh, yeah. God. Oh, oh, my was... God. You had that... U-Turrent, uh, you had LimeWire... I'm not going to start naming. Uh, oh my god. So well,
3: let's let's begin, I guess. Uh, I can go first if you guys want me to go first. Go for it. We can. OK. So this is basically just going to be, uh, I'm going to try and go as quick as I can if anybody has any comments about this. Because I have known Carrie for more than half of my life at this point. And she yeah. can interject whenever she wants to. Um, I uh, grew up in a house that, uh, unbeknownst to me, actually, uh, my dad was an anime geek. And I did not know that (laughs) until later in my life. Yeah, uh, my dad watched anime when it was coming out in the 70s in the United States. He watched uh, Tobar the Eighth Man, which is uh, My dad
1: uh, loved Tobor the 8th Man.
3: Yeah, which is Eight Man and the Japanese. Uh, he loved Astro Boy. He loved uh, Giant Robo. He loved all these series that came out. So like I the just OG did... anime. Like Johnny OG... Sacco and his flying robot. Incredible. My dad loved that stuff, and I grew up just not understanding that. Um, it turns out that uh, I was about 8 or 9 years old. Uh, mm, I would need to go date check that, but The very first year that Sailor Moon was airing in the United States, I was in Kentucky at a family reunion on my mother's side of the family. And I was at my second cousin's house, and I woke up in the living room to the sounds of TV. And my second cousin was sitting there on a Saturday morning, and she was watching Sailor Moon. And I was like, wow, this looks really cool. And that was it. I didn't get to see anything after that, but I just, that was in my head that there was, there were cartoons that had a really cool animation style and I was very excited about it. I knew like, I didn't know that I was playing a bunch of Japanese video games and stuff like that at that point. Cause I mean, my, my first memories as a, as a kid was playing original, you know, Nintendo games. I mean, I have a Mega Man tattoo on my, on my calf. That's just, I liked stuff from Japan. So as, as it goes for every kid born from uh, every boy, more so than a girl at this point, any any boy born from 1985 to 1990. Uh, you discovered Dragon Ball when it was first uh, airing on Cartoon Network. Uh, that kind of started it, but they only aired a couple of episodes on there, and I, as a kid, was super enamored with it. I was super excited about it. I was like, yeah, this is a great show, and then went away, and I had no idea the reason why it went away. I didn't really understand how TV worked at that point, but uh, after that, they started airing Voltron. Boy, howdy. I loved that show to bits. Had no idea it was an anime. I just saw, I just thought.
1: Same. It was,
3: I, I had no idea because all the names were in English. Everything was super cool. It was just this 80s style animation that I had already gotten used to through other 80s cartoons. But it was super great. It was awesome. And I loved it. And then DBZ came out. So I don't like. Josh, you haven't watched an incredible amount of DBZ, like other than when you were young, right?
1: Not, not a ton of it. No. Um, most of my experience with the full run of Dragon Ball Z is through the delightfully sarcastic lens of Team Four Star. Gotcha. <laughs> so,
3: for me, um, I saw a DBZ, and it didn't stop for me. Um, uh, my friend that I grew up with, uh, Seaver was so heavily into Dragon Ball Z that he, for a high school project, uh, was told to make a website. And he made a hugely successful, uh, basically, the Konoha Village version of um, Dragon Ball Z. And he, interactive fan fiction, uh, chat battles through the MSN chat service where you chat in commands and somebody judged fights. Uh people judged your uh your stories about your own character and you got power level increases and new moves that you could allocate and huge written out instructions. And that was that was like the beginning. He did that and he had like four thousand members by the end of it. It was pretty insane. It got to the point that as like me and my brothers and Seaver and our friends when we were growing up, we knew everything that happened in the series before it came out in the United States. Because we were just going online and looking up encyclopedic knowledge about Dragon Ball Z, even though we did, we never would have known when that was actually going to come out to the United States. So my actual last story about DBZ is all, like both my brothers and our friends and I were sitting there and we watched the episode of Dragon Ball Z where Goku finally shows up to Namek and punches Raccoon and beats him and the next week it resets to episode one and we screamed
0: <laughs> we
3: were actually angry and we i kid you not this is little kid rage preteen rage we wrote letters to cartoon network asking why they started over from episode one
0: did you ever get a response
3: never got a response um but then it turns out that, you know, it. they went from ocean dub to foundation dub and everything changed and I, for the most part, everything changed for the better, which is pretty exciting. But uh, after that, uh, I was still, I was like fourth to fifth grade when that happened. And uh, when I was in the fifth grade, um, I went to this place in Pinellas Park. Uh, it was a Christian school. And I was in like this extended program where I would have to go there super early in the morning and stay in the afternoon. And uh, I ran into somebody who had an anime magazine. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's somebody who likes anime here. And I was like, hey, do you guys watch Dragon Ball Z? it's like, yeah, we've already seen all that stuff. What? It's like, yeah, we've already seen all the episodes. That doesn't make sense. It was, it turns out that these people, uh, my friends Andrew and James, were, both uh, juniors in high school while i was in fifth grade and they were super into anime and they had all these anime magazines and that is how i got introduced to the world of both a actual official uh, anime vhs and bootleg
2: <laughs> anime
3: vhs i watched the entire they gave me vhs tapes for the beginning of *Rurouni kenshin which is still one of my top 10 favorite series of all time and they gave me the entire VHS set for Trigun before it aired in the United States.
2: Oh, Trigun. <laughs> and I
3: I loved that show with a cold burning passion that will never be quenched. <laughs> uh, I watched through all of the VHS tapes like multiple times at that point and I thought to myself was like this is great. I can't believe like this show came out years ago because at that point it was like it had already actually been out in Japan for like four or five years, and I was so excited. I was so happy to get more in the anime. And uh, six months after I watched the VHS, ta- VHS tapes, they brought it out into they brought it out dubbed in the United States on Adult Swim, one of the first runs of Adult Swim. Now this is the beginning of my teenage years of pure anti-dub nothing nothing could be dubbed i listened to all of the voices in trigun and i had all of their voices in my brain integrated there they were there they were super important to me and then i heard them in english and i was livid i was <laughs> actually mad about things
0: to be fair there were not a whole lot of well done dubs at the time like exactly. Cowboy no. dub was really good and there were like a couple others that were good but a lot of them were horrendous
3: yeah uh, it turns out at this point, um, if it isn't the three shows being um, Cowboy Bebop having a superior English dub, Fully Coolie having a superior English dub, and um, two beat, like, it's really in between there, I actually like some of the voices in Rony Kenshin more, but that's just really weird. And it came to me, like, a couple years ago that it ju- it just ended up being that, for me, the voices I heard first were the voices that I liked more. Yeah. Which is generally the reason why I still like subs more than I like dubs because it's the first one I hear before. It's the first one that I hear, and everything kind of gets uh, associated. I have a lot of really strong uh, audiovisual um, mm. associations that I, just are immediately ingrained in my brain whenever I'm watching some kind of media. So, well, there's that. Uh, so, after that, I'd gotten all the stuff from my friends, and they said, "Hey, um, we don't have any stuff for you." And they graduated after well, after a year of me getting tapes and stuff from these dudes. And I was like, "What am I gonna do now? I can't watch anime unless it's on like Cartoon Network." Now I'm super bummed about this. <laughs> so I just kept on watching stuff. On I found, you know, everybody started watching Cowboy Bebop, and it was great. And everybody watched Trigun in English. It was fantastic. Learning all this new stuff, being really excited by it, and I'll be a little private about this. Um, maybe a little bit too TMI, but that this is when Kazaa and LimeWire started coming out, and it was on the twelfth year of my life. I saw a I saw a naughty image for the first time, <gasps> and it. I had no idea, no idea what was going on here because it was on LimeWire and. It was just I was looking up Pokemon pictures to download because I wanted to find a new I wanted to find a new uh, wallpaper for my computer.
0: And one of the images was
3: one of the images titles was Brock and Misty swapping blows. And I literally thought it was going to be a picture of them fighting each other it was not obviously they were 69ing and i had no idea what was going on because i was a little boy in a christian school and i was like okay whatever this doesn't look right so i went and deleted the image turns out yeah that was totally my first anti-image i've ever seen still funny to think about um i'll try to go quick now because that's already been enough time going up uh After that, uh, it just ended up turning out that uh, I kept on getting a little bit older, didn't figure out a way to find a new anime to watch other than watching it on, like, uh, Tech TV or G4 TV or anything like that. Um, And I would just... I was hungry for new series all the time. And then I met Gary and our friends Laura and Adam. And you all were heavy into the Naruto craze. Oh, yes. And Adam... And Laura got this huge clamshell case of DVDs of the first 90 something episodes of Naruto. And you guys had already all like watched all of them, and I hadn't watched a single one. So you guys were talking about Naruto, and I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I could get into this. I haven't seen the episodes yet, so maybe I'll just go find another way to do it. So That was my first foray into reading scanlations. I went and scoured the internet for Naruto, 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 Naruto. I want to find it. I want to to read it or I want to watch it. And I found this MSN site that had the first 250 chapters of Naruto up on it. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. And I read past the point where the manga... I read past the point where the anime was. (laughs) And started confusing people with the stuff that I was talking about. And it's like, oh shit, this is bad. But it was at that point that uh I did like people were like, hey, do you want to watch the rest of these episodes? They gave me the DVDs and I was watching them and I got all the way to the point where the DVDs ended and I was like, there's more episodes after this. It, there's like fifty more episodes after this. Well, what am I gonna do? I can't remember who it was. It was one of the friends in that group. But they said, why don't you just go on BitTorrent and find them? What's us that was when the race began uh it was really kind of hilarious i became that kid that would buy dvdrs like full spools of dvdrs and i would be the anime supplier to people
0: yeah he, <laughs> was, he was my dealer
3: yeah uh it's like hey you want some hikaru no go i got some hikaru no go you want some you want some shaman king i got the shaman king
0: and you i would me, just yeah you give me shaman king and i think fma
3: yeah, FMA and Hikaru Go, and uh, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Yep. And I, I found all these sites. And I think the only bad thing I ever actually did with my pirating skills is that I was very poor. My parents did not give me a lot of spending money whatsoever. And I, the only thing that I ever got was like, oh, it's stuff for a computer at home. You can take that. So I would get blank DVDRs. And I had some friends in college, because I started college really early. I was like 15. And a friend of mine in chorus said, hey, have you watched Final Fantasy VII Advent Children? And I said, yeah, I actually have it. Do you want a copy? And he said, what? You have it already? It's not even out on DVD. It's like, that's where you're wrong, Fred. And I sold a burned DVD of Final Fantasy VII Advent Children for $10 so I could get lunch that day. And that was the actual bad thing that I did. I haven't done anything stupid like that in a very long time, thankfully. That was 14 years, 13 years ago.
0: Hopefully past the statute of limitations, but... Oh, like yeah, said, way we, past. We, we, we do not endorse doing this. This was all in the past.
1: It, yes. it was a literal stupid thing. We that didn't I did. know any better and didn't have any other options.
3: Yeah, hashtag, hashtag grown-up Poe. That was, well hashtag also young and stupid. stupid yeah this was before a lot
0: of this was before a lot of this stuff got licensed too
3: absolutely um, like the,
0: the naruto anime when we watched it was not licensed in the united states
3: also some of like the stuff that was licensed like shaman king the dub was garbage and for kids oh my god! the one piece dub was for kids and garbage everything was bad. Everything was bad at that point. Like, we had better dubs before that, and then something like the union crashed and everything went to shit. So, um, I just, I kept on torrenting stuff until I became an adult, and then I was like, I could just pay for Crunchyroll. There was a lot of controversy with Crunchyroll when it first came out, because they they were actually torrenting and pirating anime and selling it off like a product, and they were completely unlicensed. And then they finally, you know, went legit. And uh, it got to the point that I got really tired of having to download episodes one at a time and sitting at my computer on my ass for like four hours to watch episodes of a series when I could just sit on the couch and watch it on, you know, a PS3 or a PS4 or whatever and got used to it and finally I haven't towards an episode of anime in years. So, I mean, that's like my history lesson about me. I... That went on a little bit longer than i expected but uh that's me that's my anime life oh also geez i I should i i've been going to conventions for the last 13 years um i've met some of the best people in my that, that i've ever known in my entire life through conventions i josh and carrie are literally two of my greatest friends i met carrie through uh naruto and met josh technically through naruto as well so it's kind of crazy that uh, a series uh, literally brought some of the greatest people I know into my life. And uh, I am always going to be forever grateful to the medium because of that. Well said. Who's
0: next? Um,
2: I guess I, I can go next. All right. So
3: dig, dig deep, or I will. I want to know your story. All right.
2: Really, really deep. Okay. First anime ever, Sailor Moon Cartoon Network. And at first, it's just like, oh, they're just fighting week to week. It's Villain of the Week. And then I'm like, this has story. This has substance. And I'm like, wow, there's more anime than Dragon Ball Z came out. And my first taste of Dragon Ball Z was Tree of Might. Oh, man. At... I think it must have been maybe 4 or 5 in the morning on Fox.
3: That sure sounds
2: like it. it sounds
0: yeah. like a fucking trip is what that sounds like. Yeah, because they used to,
2: on Fox, they used to have like this like cartoon block really early in the morning. Well, early in the morning for me at the time when I was like maybe 10 or 11. But yeah, it went from Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, and then it had... Um, just trying to remember the, the lineup back then. Uh, Trigun was in the evenings on Adult Swim. Um, there had to be some Yu-Gi-Oh thrown in there. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that I wasn't able to watch Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon because it was on the WB back in the day. Now it's the CW, whatever it's called now. Yeah. Until they brought it over to Cartoon Network. Like the only chances I got to watch even a little bit of that is in Spanish, which the Spanish opening for Dragon Ball Z, it's a little bit different. Yeah, which I think a it bit. I think it might be more like the original than the actual, um, the English version, but uh, yeah. So I went through all that, and then I'm like, "Hey, what's this adult twin, Cowboy Bebop?" Like. A a a lot of ours are going to be similar because English anime back in the day was very difficult to get a hold of. I remember a friend picking up a single DVD of um, of um, Tenchi Muyu. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Tenchi.
1: Oh, jeez. <sighs> yeah, that show was a trip and a half.
2: My first taste <laughs> of the harem anime. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, geez can can I, can I
3: interject one thing? Go for it. Okay, so it was showing on tsunami as a really, really butchered, cut down version, right? Because they wanted to show it like a an action anime, right? Oh, and they and they cut down so much stuff. And so Is that why it made no sense like whatsoever? And a lot of it made zero sense. So me and my cousins got really into Tenji Muyo. I think it was like this new awesome uh, thing that we could follow after DBZ. And we started looking up Tenshi Muyo messages, uh, like uh, image boards and stuff like that, and found like the raunchiest, you know, like, itchy kind of like wallpapers. And we found this picture, and my aunt found it. And it's like, you guys aren't allowed to watch a television show anymore. It'll make you think bad things. And then we were banned from watching them.
2: Oh. God damn it. Um, and then the glorious of the mech animes, Gundam Wing. Oh, Gundam Wing. Oh
3: <laughs> Which, my by
1: God. the way, hasn't aged well at all. your invitation to your fucking birthday party. I'll kill you.
3: Uh, that show has not aged well other than the memes, to be honest. <laughs> Endless Waltz, however, fantastic.
2: Oh, yes. I, I-, I remember that. Uh, Gundam Wing, Endless Waltz, 8th um, MS Team.
3: Oh. <laughs> Are you okay?
2: You hit I- a nerve.
3: <laughs> I, uh... So I watched it as a kid and of course it was on Tsunami so it was ma- massively butchered. Um I watched No, wait, wait. Aeth first...
2: MS team, wasn't that on
3: Adult Swim? No. They they did it on they did it on Tsunami first and then they did it on Adult Swim. There was like it was a weird cut. That's what I remember there being a cut for. And uh I remember uh I remember loving the show and then I watched it again as an adult and I was watching it on break at work and I cried like like ugly cried at work at the end of that series. Oh. Sitting at my desk ugly crying. I fucking love that series. Other than Esteem is the best. Mom, um, like best Gundam, fight me.
2: You had uh, Stardust Memories, which I believe was from the other side, right? Or was that War in My Pocket?
3: Those are those are all Universal Sentry.
2: Yeah, because there was one where they created two two Gundams, and one was stolen. And there's one where it it was, it was from the little boy's perspective, but from the Zeon's.
3: That is, that's war in the pocket. Yeah, from the young kids' perspective. And, right? Yeah,
2: from the young kids. Yeah, and like at the time, it was like crazy. At my, at my school, it was just Gundam, 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 because it was action, action. And uh, yeah, you're right. It did not answer well. It's my though.
1: Gundam.
2: Yeah. Um, what Oh, man. I remember I couldn't stay up that late. So I would put the VCR to record. Good call. So that's how I would get a lot of like Cowboy Bebop, uh, Trigun. What else did they have at night? I remember when they started doing uncut versions of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, that was great.
3: Like the actual like VHS or DVD versions yeah. that they would put out, yeah.
2: And I remember actual, for the longest curse time words. Yeah, for the longest time, me and my brother had a, a copy because I think Cartoon Network went up to right before like the beginning of the Boo Saga, and then they went back. And then they went back, but me and my brother got a VHS copy, the original, I mean, uh, official of. Super Saiyan 3 Goku. Like two, two, three episodes of him transforming. So.
1: This is to go further beyond. That's about how long it took. Two to three episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: And then came uh, college, where I met my Magic the Gathering friends, which they were also into anime. And they had the spool of DVDs of let's see they have full metal alchemist uh fruits basket um and then we had a hard drive one of my friends had an external hard drive with naruto on it that we called the hard drive lacy because that was the name of the brand <laughs> so we're just like yeah it, it's up on lacy or whenever we'd get new anime we just throw it up on on, on lacy we pop the CD in and download it into the external. But their introduction to me, the one fight that you show everyone when you're trying to get them into Naruto, Lee versus Gara.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. That's what what got me into the series. That's what them talking to me is like, dude, he takes off the the ankle weights and then he does the shit and then he fights (laughs) and it's awesome. And I'm like,
0: First, first it was Haku versus Zabuza, and then Gara versus Rock Lee came out, and that is still the iconic fight in that entire series.
3: Kino, good shots, real good cinematography, great animation,
2: and then uh, oh man, but yeah, I mean, I I pretty much lived in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I know you he... still
1: do. You live in Texas,
2: true, oh, true, blah, 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 blah. like. I remember having to download Bleach episodes on dial-up. <laughs>
1: oh, God. am so gross. So that took, what, three or four
0: years? That's why I had Justin.
3: Yeah. So, like, the, like, this real quick. The reason I was able to, like, be the anime supplier for this was that I had full control of all the computers in the house because nobody cared about them. And I was the only person that could keep them up for other people. So I got to use whatever bandwidth I wanted to use. So I would just like, here's 40 torrents and leave it overnight for the next six days. Nobody <laughs> gave, Nobody cared.
2: Oh, oh, talking about leaving it overnight. Um, I can't say where, but I had a workplace that I used to, we, we, we all did it. I'm going to throw them all under the bus. We all did it for one thing or the other. Every week, the new episode would come out. We'd download it, watch it, nuke it, and then just like Naruto, like twenty percent, forty percent of each Naruto episode was filler. Oh, of course. So we just watch it, just skip through it a little bit. Like, okay, that's good. Um, that's how I started. I started reading uh, Death Note that way. Each week, each chapter. And then the anime came out, and I started downloading that. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was just finding something that wasn't week-to-week, villain of the week kind of deal, where it actually had a a story, a character development. I'm like, wow, this is good. Voice acting could use some help. Um, but yeah, I mean, I saw pretty much everything that was on the mainstream, uh, for kids, uh, Digimon. I forgot about Digimon. I remember Digimon was huge.
3: Absolutely huge. Which I still need to,
1: Digi- Digimon. Digimon.
2: yeah, I still Digimon. need to watch the, Dig- 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 Dig. I guess the unedited version of the Pokemon, of the Digimon movie.
1: Which one? There's several now. No 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 but like, another one coming out.
2: Of the first two. The the first two seasons. Wasn't that like two movies that they have butchered?
1: Oh oh yeah, the, the first Digimon movie is something special.
2: I watched so
3: the first Digimon movie was the second anime movie I'd ever seen in the theaters and I loved it because I was a kid and I didn't give a shit. I was with my friends. We had pizza. We watched Digimon movie. We had a sleepover. It was fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> that is like the 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 quadfecta of amazing childhood, right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, friends, pizza, movie, and sleepover is the best.
2: Yep. Um, and then I got some VHS tapes from a cousin of mine. Devil Man, like the first two episodes of Devil Man. Whoa. Guyver. Uh, ghost of the shell
0: you guys need to watch the vod just to see justin's face right now i'm just (laughs) impressed with the stuff you got to watch as a
3: young person
2: (laughs) well i mean they just oh it's just cartoons yeah i think it was like one or two episodes of devil man or maybe it was yeah if it was
3: the first two episodes of Devil Man, you got to see the most ridiculous parts of Devil Man. <laughs> yeah. You get to see the club scene. That shit is ridiculous in every iteration of, of fucking Devil Man. I
2: remember Hmm. Maybe uh, I'm I I don't okay, remember just... the club scene, but I remember him fighting the giant bird harpy. And then came all the anime from G4 Tech TV at night when we finally got Satellite. And all that stuff was like just broken to me because I could never watch it every single night. Which I think uh, it was what? Silent Mobius? Um, oh, can't remember because it was just so long ago. Like it didn't really resonate because it's just like I didn't get to watch it every single day. Um, But yeah, got to college. Did um, download a few things. But what I ended up doing was I downloaded the entire 14 gigs of uh, Gundam Wing. Dang. It took all weekend. I bet. But I bet it was worth it. Yeah, I sneeze at 14 gigs now. (laughs)
3: carrie carrie do you remember about the day that i screamed about one of the one of the episodes during the sound four arc where i was super excited because my broadband internet hit 10 megs a second downloading an episode
0: oh that's adorable
3: we, we we downloaded the episode in like like four minutes instead of like six hours because there was like 46,000 seeds on it. So I was like, oh yeah! We don't have to wait any time to watch this episode. We're going to watch it right now.
0: I don't remember that at all, but it sounds like something we all probably got super excited about one Wednesday night.
2: Really stupidly yeah. excited. I, I remember also downloading like episode to episode of Bleach. Uh,
3: that that was... I. Oh, Bleach. What a thing. I want to talk about that later.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, as soon as I found, like, Crunchyroll, was just like, oh, wow. I mean, I can watch all this anime. And then Netflix put on a good selection of, of anime. Oh, um, one I remember from G 4 it was Dual Adventure in a Parallel World.
3: Yes. That series is fantastic.
2: Yeah, and what's great is that I actually got the DVDs from Netflix through the uh service that, that they first when they first started.
1: Nice. Yeah, remember when Netflix was like a male blockbuster?
2: Yes. Yeah. And then uh, Ra- the evening... Yes.
3: Did you know that duel is a parallel version of Tenchi Muyo?
2: What? Yeah.
3: Go read the Wikipedia article on it. It is directly linked to Tenchi Muyo.
2: Because I think it's only, what, six episodes? Uh, it's a short series. Yeah. But it's like, I wanted more of it because it was like... Uh...
3: Oh, it's 14 episodes. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it is... Uh. Yeah, it is straight up uh, connected to it. Um, Trying to find the... uh, uh, Confirmed by the creator of Tenshi Muyo, the two series are related and in fact occur in the same universe. A mecha confirmed in the Tenshi Muyo GPX novels is found to be the Zind, which is the mech from Duel.
2: Oh. Yep. (sighs) Yeah, I mean... Anime is great because, like, once it started coming up on the Netflix streaming, I'm like, wait, there's other types of anime. They're like, it's just not action, action. There's horror. There's harem anime. There's uh what's sojo I think that's what you put on. Shojo
1: harem anime.
3: Uh, Shojo is more of a, I would say, a demographic, just like shonen is a demographic. I, I would say that the most important classification that you can give to anime is that, if there is a genre, or if there is a subject, there's an anime about it.
2: Yeah, and then I saw the the Studio Giblet stuff. Yeah. Where it's like Whisper of the Heart, which was amazing.
1: Studio Giblet.
3: Giblet. Drink. Drink. I don't know if that's what drinks used for. I'll be honest. Yes, yeah, they are. Is-
2: okay. Um. Let's see. Spirited Away, which was huge, which was like what really—I think that's what really tipped the anime in the U.S. Was uh, Spirited uh, Away.
0: Yeah, I can see. I can see that being one of the tipping points for sure. Well, it, one of the tipping points
3: cons-
0: into a, into the mainstream uh, because it was considered such a highly artistic film and not like animation, no matter what country it's from really struggles to be recognized as artistic in America.
2: Yeah, and then that tipped the bug and then everything came over. Uh, Princess Mononoke, um, House Moving Castle, Totoro. Totoro.
1: Totoro was so tough. And Death God.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much most of my anime experience. I mean, I picked up a couple mangas of, uh, Oh, Helsing. Trying to figure out which Helsing to watch. Helsing ultimate or the original
3: Helsing ultimate every time. God, the original Helsing series is okay. I'll be honest. Original Helsing series garbage. You know what's great about the original Helsing series? The opening song and the ending song are both amazing.
2: Yeah. Um, but what's bad is that watching the, uh, Hellsing Ultimate abridged? I can't go back to watch the original. Nope.
3: Nope. There's no reason to.
2: Because, I mean, it's more or less true. I mean, it stays...
3: You get, just all a... the, you get all the important plot points. It's
2: yeah, I mean, they make Adderkart more of an asshole than, than he is in the actual series.
1: I, I just... I can no longer look at uh, Gendo without my brain going... It's Gendo.
0: <laughs> our friend, one of our friends, cosplayed as Gendo, and uh, people so kept yelling that at him, and I got really confused because I hadn't seen that song yet.
2: And um, <laughs> com- anime conventions, I've never really been to. Like, I can't go to San Japan because it's Labor Day weekend. But then again, Dragon Con, you get everything. So it's like, oh, you're dressed up as the Sailor Scouts, you're dressed up as so and so. It's just like holy crap and
1: Overload, overload, overload. (laughs) Um
2: and then what's great is that like anime has also gone into just not the art style, well yeah, I guess the art style into movies. The matrix heavily inspired by anime heavily yeah ghost they've actually said ghost in the shell i mean cyberpunk yeah you can't really you can trace most cyberpunk back to ghost in the shell um but yeah it's like i can't remember which other ones but like you you can see the inspiration there firefly cowboy bebop in space
0: we Cowboy Bebop is in space. Yes. Hey, cowboy,
3: cowboy Bebop live action.
2: Yes, live action Cowboy Bebop. That's what I was trying to say. I'm going to drink.
1: <laughs> oh, while you're drinking. Is auto's not empty yet?
2: No, this is a new bottle. <laughs> oh,
3: God. <laughs> this, this is, a, this is a, uh, a bourbon barrel aged stout that I got uh, randomly oh. while I was in Publix the other day. It's called Dragon's Milk, and it's one of the best damn beers I've gotten from a supermarket in a really long time. Uh, it is eleven is eleven percent ABV. It's pretty
2: amazing. Oh, yeah. Next time, that stuff, but. next time I go there, I need that.
3: Yeah, it's fantastic.
2: Is it year round or just seasonal?
3: I have no idea. I don't even know if New, I don't know where New Holland Brewing Company is. To be honest,
0: probably Michigan, because there's a Holland, Michigan.
3: I'll just have to look that up. Yep, you're correct. Carrie knows
1: things,
2: <laughs> and
3: she
1: knows. things. Yeah, me, mean, she knows
2: pretty much led me here. I mean, hey, Hi. We're, we're all fans of a uh, of good story, good character development, even though sometimes it's, it doesn't happen.
0: Looking at you, Junie Tyson. <laughs>
2: Okay, it had one good episode in Judy Tyson.
0: No, no, that series had
3: four good episodes. Okay, it's the first two and the last two.
0: <laughs> I, I, well, no, the was was Tiger versus uh Ox one of the last two because that episode was actually good.
3: Uh, that was one of the last three. So, first two, last three. Everything in the middle was garbage. <laughs>
2: Uh, and then, uh, there's good shows and there's bad shows, just like with anything. And- yeah. there's good acting, bad acting.
3: I can I could tell you that there are. I have dropped more shows than I have than I have completed.
2: Yeah, because like sometimes it's like, okay, this show's good. I'm gonna see where it's going
1: oh god why, why
2: yeah why did i watch this six episodes in i mean it's just not
1: what the fuck crancrest <laughs> i
2: i
3: try to give
2: every show
3: the three episode try that's like three the episodes. anime reviewer that's the anime reviewer code of conduct if you don't give one series three episodes you aren't doing a due diligence yeah
2: because three episodes you should unless get... it's
3: black clover i will still standing behind that manga, but God, that anime is garbage.
2: That uh, the three episodes should get you into the past the intro arc, and at least into th- into the first arc. Because usually, most intro arcs are at least two episodes long.
3: But do you do you know what do you know what bad animes have? Bad three episode long intro arcs, and that's what makes me drop them.
2: Or if you're like school days, I mean, I'm I'm already this many episodes in. I might as well finish it.
3: <laughs> nice boat roll. Yeah, that's <clears throat> just bad. God, what a phenomenon that was! What a weird shit time in anime.
2: Felix is still messed up from from watching that show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I remember his 3 a.m. rants at me about it nice boat
2: yep and then i showed him magical girl order and it's just like why am i still watching this stupid show why are <laughs> we finishing this stupid show what do you mean the manager
0: <laughs> <laughs> i wish i i wish i could have been there for that reaction
2: it was amazing like what are you like wait what It's just like that realization. I had been waiting so long for that reaction. <laughs> I can right.
0: see that reaction, too.
2: All right. I think I've talked to enough on my side. Uh, Who's next? Carrie or Josh?
0: Josh, go.
1: No, Carrie, go.
0: Why? <laughs> because. Okay, so... I have said for a long time that Sailor Moon was my first anime. Uh, to not, I was home during summer vacation chatting with my friend Maz on AOL Instant Messenger back when I actually had AOL, and Toonami was playing literally nothing but Sailor Moon 24-7. And so I would watch it in the other room and come back on commercial breaks and talk to Maz. Um but it was not my first anime because I randomly remembered before we even mentioned it on the show that my school had a VHS copy of my neighbor Totoro and I was obsessed Aww. with it and I never got to watch the whole thing and my mom never wanted to rent it from Blockbuster and so finally, finally one day I convinced her to rent it for me because like we would get, like, two or three movies, right? And there was always one for her, and then I would get to pick one. Usually we would watch it together. Sometimes I would watch it by myself, and then there was, like, a both of us pick. And I actually got her to rent it for me, and she never rented it for me again because I don't think she got it, but that was my first anime when I was in, like, elementary school. Oh. And then after that, sadly, I never knew that, like, Adult Swim and all that stuff existed so i never got to watch any of like the trigun and cowboy bebop and stuff when it aired on television but i did get to watch the sailor moon um marathons and saw most of it that way actually like i got pretty much through most of what was available in the united states if not all of it um obviously watched pokemon watched uh card captors on the wb digimon frontiers i watched um because that was what was on. And hey, transforming superheroes. I love transforming superheroes. This is awesome. And then kind of got out of anime for a little while. And then I got into middle school and made one of the best friends in my entire life to this day. And she introduced me to a video game called The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I convinced my mom to let me save up for a Nintendo 64, and played the fuck out of that game. She, she and I almost failed 8th grade PE because we would get out on purpose when playing dodgeball so we could sit in the shade and talk about Zelda.
1: Um, That's legit.
0: <laughs> and...
1: Legit adorable.
0: So, I got super into Zelda, and this was right around the time that we first got internet. And it was AOL. This was around the same time as watching Sailor Moon. It was AOL. It was garbage. It was hot, hot garbage. And I was finding things slowly but surely, like overclocked remix. I was finding art online, like fan art and stuff. And I found fanfiction.net. And I was like, oh, everybody's reading all of this stuff. Or everybody's writing all this stuff, so I can like read more things about the characters I love. Found my first erotic fanfiction that way. Had no idea what was going on. I was like, why would anybody want to read this? This is terrible. And I left a comment being like, you shouldn't have put this scene in there. <laughs>
3: wow, I I didn't even think about that. That's, that. A real similar thing happened to me. When I was looking up Gundam Wing fan fiction, that was the first time I ever saw Yaoi. I just
1: didn't know. and Because so, of course it was Yaoi and Gundam Wing. Of
0: course. And so I found this fan fiction. That was a, it was a retelling of Revolutionary Girl Utena, but with the Zelda cast. And I had never seen Utena before, but it was about Zelda. And so I was like, sure, I'll read it. Why not? I'll give it a chance because the author was really highly rated. And I was like, and she said that it was based off that show. I was like, I don't know what this is, but it sounds really cool. And when I was visiting my family in Michigan, my great aunt, who is closer in age to my mom than my grandma, was like, "Hey, I know I hear you're into like nerdy things. There's this awesome media store that like we didn't have down south and I forget what it's called, but she's like there's an entire like section dedicated to anime." And so, I took my spending money and I found the first two Utena DVDs and bought them. Nice. So, I went straight from like Sailor Moon, Pokemon, Zelda to Utena.
1: <laughs> I've never seen. Hey, uh, you want to watch a bitch turn into a car? We got bitches turning into cars. Wait, <laughs> Wait, that was
0: is the that, is that <laughs> That the was car the enemy? Uh well, okay. So Utena is a highly metaphorical series, um, but you can just watch it straight and just pretend it's an acid trip too. Um it's basically it's typical evil student council rules the school and they're dueling each other in order to get the power to revolutionize the world. And they do so through this Rose Bride, who is a living human being, woman, that they're fighting over possession of in these duels. And the heroine is a girl by the name of Utena, who doesn't want to be the princess everybody saves. She wants to be the prince who saves the princess. And so she fights all these duels to save the prince. Or First, she just fights the duels because whatever, this guy challenged her to a duel and she's got the ring that lets her fight. So what the fuck ever. Um... <laughs> That was pretty much her response to it, and she ends up winning, and it goes from just straight sword duels to, like, in the second arc, there's a bunch of desks uh, with, like, silhouettes of dead bodies painted on the ground in the dueling arena, and the desks arrange themselves at the end of every duel to, at the very end, there's, like, cars going around the dueling arena, and people are riding them while they're dueling. It's It's a trip and a half. Um... The song, the music, like, there are songs that play for every single duel, and they're all highly metaphorical, so if you don't actually know the metaphor, it sounds like they're singing gibberish about fossils for some reason while somebody's fighting. But it has a really cool aesthetic of, like, military-style uniforms and rose petals and weird-ass music. It's... if you like weird shows, you'll probably enjoy it.
2: What? On this channel? Weird shows?
0: And... Then, so I showed that to Laura. And she goes, hey, this friend of mine in high school showed me this this anime called Neon Genesis Evangelion. And it's really good. Do you want to watch it?
3: So she came
0: over <laughs> freshman year of high school. She came over to my house. And it was hard for us to actually hang out together because my mom never wanted to drive me anywhere because she was always tired from working. I managed to actually like, have her over to my house. And we watched the entire series of Neon Genesis Evangelion in the span of 24 hours. Oh. Oh, that Before was a brain. I don't remember a lot of what happened at the end of that show, except for oh. Cowder's head falling off.
3: And uh, oh. Sunny D.
2: Talking
0: about, like, Congratulations.
3: Yeah.
2: Talk about anime that like messes with your head. Serial Experiment Lane.
3: I somehow knew that you were going to say that. Uh, That still has one of the best opening songs of anime history, in my opinion. Pretty good.
0: And then I got into sophomore year and joined marching band. And most, not all, but most of the girls in the color guard with me were bitches. So I hung out with the (laughs) trumpet players because they were all nerds. And one of the players <laughs> was like, hey, have you heard of this thing called Naruto? I hear you like anime. Naruto's really good. Do you want to read it? And he handed me this CD spindle that had downloaded scanlations of all the manga.
3: Holy shit, really?
0: Yes, and that's how I got into Naruto. And I showed it to Laura and Adam, and they got the bootleg DVDs.
1: um no That were
0: basically... That they were basically fan subs that somebody burned onto a DVD and stuck a printed label on and sold on eBay.
2: That is incredible. Oh, I've got a and... story like that one, too. I got, there was an anime called Genshin.
3: Oh, I've I heard fucking love Genshiken.
2: Yeah. And I got, like, the first two seasons for, like, a couple bucks on YouTube, uh, on, on, uh, on eBay. I get them and, like, oh, yeah, these are 100% bootleg
0: Mm -hmm.
1: completely
2: yeah like completely ripped from the original dvds the the cases had like odd cuts on on the uh
1: they so bootleg they got legs yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) the great thing is is that in the naruto episodes that were burned to these dvds the the fan dub the fan suburbs had actually put not for sale or rent (laughs)
2: yeah oh
0: and then somebody sold it it's probably
2: gone by now but what was that site data bio
0: Datebayo. they were the subtitle. They were the big subtitling group for Naruto once it got huge.
2: Yeah,
0: because um, there were a bunch of them for a while, and then Datebayo kind of took over. Um, and at one point, I got Chinese bootleg Yu Gi Oh DVDs that were okay. So China bought the rights to the to su- to subtitle of Yu Gi Oh in Chinese. So they translated it into Chinese, and then they took the Chinese translation, and somebody who does not actually speak English translated the Chinese translation into English and put it on the DVDs. And sometimes if you got lucky, you could find them on eBay. Those were the funniest goddamn subtitles I have ever seen in my life. They're not consistent at all. At one point, they're calling the Blue-Eyes White Dragon the Green-Eyed White Dragon, despite the fact that the voice actors in Japanese say Blue-Eyes White Dragon in English. Um, There's two episodes where they call uh, Kaiba seahorse the entire time, (laughs) because that's what his name means. And they call Mukuba Woody. Um, The Millennium Puzzle is the Millennium Brick.
3: This sounds a lot like the really terribly subbed Star Wars DVD. It's the
0: exact same principle. It is the exact same principle, except it is Yu-Gi-Oh! And there's no internal consistency whatsoever, which makes it even better. Um, And then, I think it was actually you, Justin. A bunch of my friends at Wednesday Night Youth Group were like, hey, this anime called Beck is really good. You should watch it. That was me. That was you, and you that's my the fault. CDs of it, and that anime still sticks with me because I love anime for what it is, and I loved it for what it what I knew it as back then. But what I knew anime as back then was people have cool powers and fight, right? But there's a story and actual real characters instead of it just being generic whatever. And Beck was not like that. Nobody has special magical powers. Actual magical powers. Other oh, than in the ability
1: to make a dog out of 27 different dogs. Right.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's explain no, that shit. There's no fights. There's no big bad except for self-doubt.
2: Well, there was one bad and dude.
0: There was one bad dude, but it's not like they were trying the entire series to defeat him in an right. epic showdown at the at the climax, right? Like, you have to have antagonistic characters but there was, you know, there was no evil emperor zerg. There was no the antagonist was life. Yeah. Yeah, the antagoni- the antagonist was in ourselves all along. Um but it was just these these kids in a band and it wasn't even like any of the American stuff I'd seen that was all like Sim- Simpsons and Friends and like, you know, weekly haha funny TV it was completely different and it completely opened the door to what anime could be for me it was my first real experience with anything resembling slice of life or just pure storytelling and
3: beck beck was influential enough in our in our friend group to cause my one of my closest friends for the rest of my life i was the best man at his wedding and he played guitar at his wedding while i sang because he picked up the guitar because of beck
0: i his didn't first... know that that was because of beck
3: that is the reason why mark picked up a guitar is that he saw beck and uh, like one of his first one of his first electric guitars that he ever bought was a not a replica, but it was the same model. It was the same model, yellow Stratocaster that uh, uh, Koyuki used. Aww. Yeah, like seriously, Beck is one of the most influential shows of like my entire life. And and here's like another thing, Carrie. If you haven't gone and read the conclusion of Beck. I think a good thing for you to do over a week span is start from the beginning and read all the way through. You will not regret it.
0: I will have to do that at some point. But yeah, a... I mean I think I think part of it was like they're all this bunch of like random outcast kids and they find their family with each other and that was our friends group basically.
2: Yeah.
3: Seriously.
0: That just how and... it worked
3: out for us. It really was made to hit in America.
0: it was oh and during all of this whole thing going on because high school is when my nerd flag really learned to fly i started a pro boards forum because i found out that you can do that for free and i called it konoha village and it was all things naruto and this friend i made on fanfiction.net who we don't talk about anymore was like hey i should get my boyfriend to join this he would like it (laughs)
1: it was me i was the boyfriend of the terrible person
3: and now you're a beautiful bearded boy
1: (laughs) and we became really good friends and she convinced me to move to florida and here we are
0: life is weird yeah, yeah, I started is a super
3: sh- fucking weird,
0: a, sh- a shitty Naruto forum that has like maybe a hundred members at its peak popularity. Super close knit people, interactive fan fiction, and the man I'm marrying I met because I happened to, on a whim, start a forum one day.
3: Life is pretty cool, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and it is. And yeah, fast forward to us continuing to be geeks, um, kind of questioning Crunchyroll at first because of their questionable opening. But then Sailor Moon Crystal came out, and uh, Magical Boy Sailor Moon came out. And (laughs) at that point, Crunchyroll was more legit. So I'm like, you know what? I want to watch this in HD. Why the fuck not? And And that was.
2: And then Crunchyroll made Verve.
3: I love Verve. I'm pretty happy with that service.
1: Um, the verve of some people.
0: And really quick for for anybody who has not seen Beck and wants to, as much as I prefer subs for my own personal preference, um, obviously, whatever you want to watch, watch. If you like dubs, if you don't have the patience to read subtitles, if you have kids who can't read subtitles yet because they're still learning how to read, if you just like English voice acting better because there's different aesthetics, that's okay. However. I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice if you watch Beck in the dubbed form because two of the main characters in Beck spent a significant portion of their lives in New York, which means they are bilingual, which means the Beck sub is bilingual. They speak Japanese and they also speak English. Now it is English. Whoever wrote those lines did not actually speak English as a first language and did not have someone who spoke English as a first language to proofread them. And so it gets Engrishy, and so is the music, but that's part of the magic. But I feel like putting it all into one language takes away from it. So I would encourage you, if you watch back, to give the sub a try so that you can fully appreciate. Because it's part of the story, too, when they switch between Japanese and English. So give the sub a try. It's, if any, if nothing else, you'll enjoy the English. Because it is my, something else.
3: My favorite line of English in any anime ever is from Beck. It is, What are you, a rapper, a singer? We are the world. It's still the best and worst line out of an English, just the best.
0: There's also, you know, this gem of a screenshot, which is my favorite screenshot from an anime of all time.
1: Hillbilly chicken danger, so good.
0: <laughs> this is from the opening, and there's also a church sign that says, "Pray or you will become prey."
1: <laughs> I don't remember that. That's a uh, that's kind of deep.
0: Watch yeah. the opening; it's there. Gosh,
3: it's been a while.
0: But yeah, and so you know, still mm. letting our our nerd flag fr- fly, and that led to us camping out. For a Nintendo Switch, and just happened to be in line right behind CJ.
3: Oh, what lives we live!
1: Yeah, it was a it was a fun day.
0: Yeah, it was. Alrighty, Josh. So limited time
1: left. You must go. I, I am I am the oldest person here. I am not the oldest person on the network, but I am the oldest person present. My history with anime goes as far back as I can remember. When I was very tiny, I would watch Voltron Transformers, which Transformers is anime technically right mm-hmm. It's a Japanese product. <laughs> uh, I, I used to think Thundercats was, but that was that's yeah. that, that was its own special thing. But it had the same visual aesthetic going for it that a lot of anime at that time frame did. Um, and I would remember my dad talking about things like Speed Racer and Johnny Sacco and his flying robot. And I about Speed Racer. Speed Racer. and Racer. Uh, and yeah, so I I grew up with a lot of things that were anime without me actually knowing what that even meant. Voltron was just Voltron. I didn't realize it was English people talking over a cartoon made across the sea, something called Go Lion, because right. there were lions and there was five of them. Um, but I, th- I think the, 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 the big gateway drug for me came in the delightful form of Ronin Warriors when it was first syndicated on American television in '95. When I was ten, and I saw this show with these kind of oddly animated people doing really fucking cool things with samurai armor that was brightly colored and showed up out of nowhere, and they would call out attack names and things would explode, and I'm sitting here going, "Yes, yeah, Ooh! this is so fucking
2: cool! When do I get my armor?"
1: Yeah, let, 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 let me see, I got some rolls of wallpaper here, <laughs> throw those into the air, but the dub was so bad! That's <laughs> awful. But the funny thing was, the absolute hilarious thing about the Ronan Warriors dub is, as bad as the dub is, the official subtitles are so much worse. I own the DVDs, the only ones that are officially released at the moment. Oh, they're so apparently, disgusting. Apparently, apparently, there's other, an, another set in the works by some other company, but they haven't gotten them done yet. But, the official subtitles are not only almost completely completely incomprehensible, much like that statement, but sometimes they just full stop. There will be lines and lines of dialogue, and just nothing at the bottom of the screen and you're left going i don't speak moon runes what's going on (laughs) but that that was the gateway for me it was so cool and i wanted more stuff like this and cartoon network came out and we got dragon ball we got sailor moon we had captor Sakura on the WB. You know, all of that stuff that we got, you know, sparingly, but was there. And then Adult Swim started doing its thing. And Fully Cooly happened. And my mind was blown.
2: Fully Cooly, you
1: do it like <laughs> as this. It's, as if struck by a guitar. And a
3: giant robot came out.
1: I wish... Nothing would make me happier in life.
3: Wouldn't life just be better if we had contis? So much better. So much better. I have to be way cleaner all the time. Yeah, all the time. Man.
1: But I was also probably one of the few members of this group that hard fell out for a while. There was a period in my life where I was trying very hard to get away from the geekier side of things, trying to be a normal person, trying to like normal things. Spoiler warning, it didn't work out real well at all. But in the falling out of anime, I found Tokusatsu. I wound up watching Kamen Rider Kabuto. Because, hey, this is a TV series about transforming superheroes that are Beetle-themed. And the only thing we got that was close to that in America was fucking Big Bad Beetleborgs, (laughs) which was also tokusatsu. But, I digress, hottest of garbage. Right. But, what I found in tokusatsu was that Saturday morning love child again that feeling of having the bowl of Cocoa Puffs and something completely mind-blowingly awesome in live action this time around that just brought me back into that childhood sense of, yeah, good guys beating bad guys, this is awesome. And I hopped, I was on that train for the longest time. I was watching no anime, reading no manga, just Toku, 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 give it to me, I love it and eventually i started reading manga again watching anime again uh hopped on the naruto train and unfortunately never got off i rode that train into the bitter crash at the end and i hated myself for it josh
3: did you did you ever did you ever take a break from naruto
1: i wanted to <laughs> But once I started reading the manga, the manga was great for a long time. Right, and then it hit that point where Jesus Christ, I want to stop, but I can't.
3: Okay, so so you never actually took like a break from reading it.
1: No. Did
3: you Just read the one... entirety of Bleach? No. Okay, all right. I'm one of the crazy people, I guess that I have start. I started the Big Three, and I never stopped any of them. Like I've never taken a One Piece hiatus. I read. Well, you wouldn't have been able to. to the if end if and...
1: you took a One Piece hiatus, you'd never finish it.
0: Fun right. fact: I took a One Piece hiatus um, because of a very significant death in my family. I did not read any manga for a very long time. I started One Piece over from the beginning, and I'm now current.
1: Damn. Well, you're a reading machine. True.
0: This is true. I read but Oathbringer in a week.
1: I I could I couldn't get into One Piece. Was the thing. I know it was part of the big three. I know it's beloved by millions of people, including his wife, Uh, you know, BRB, working on my material.
3: Right, exactly.
1: But I, I, I couldn't get into it. It was just the art style, even for Japanese stuff, was like, has this guy ever seen an actual human body? Yeah, doesn't matter. I, I, I know they're stylized, but Jesus Christ, what? <sighs>
3: I blame his editors.
1: But he's the one drawing the stuff. Yeah, I know. They he's he's the one who decides that, you know, Nami gets a waist this big around and boobs this big around each. True.
0: I used to hate One Piece. I resisted reading it a long time because of the art. And now the weird-ass art is part of what I love about it one like, hundred. those are some
1: game. of the more normal characters <laughs> don't even get me started on shit like big mom
3: oh god this this most recent arc is gonna go nuts also um my my camera is about to die so i'm gonna have to jump off now i'm gonna have to listen to the rest of this vod so i can hear the rest of the the grimoire of josh mcgrath i'm very excited about this oh, so, God, grimoire I, I I stayed really long. I'm sorry, CJ, that I couldn't stay all the way the rest. But my iPad's dying and my my charger is bored.
2: If you give me like two minutes, Justin.
3: Okay, I got one percent battery left on this thing. Let's roll. He's,
0: <laughs> he's trying not to break the stream is what's going on right now. Got it. Hey, shut up, CJ.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's not because he wants to. It's because or he doesn't hey, want to. Now that he's even showing up head.
3: on the stream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm salt.
1: <laughs> mm, salt.
3: My... But yeah,
1: I mean, for, for the longest time, it was just whatever I could get my hands on, I would just devour it. I watched the stuff that guys were supposed to watch. I watched the stuff that guys weren't supposed to watch. I caught my dad watching a few of the things late at night that I really shouldn't have been seeing. (laughs) So say we all. (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, who I am as a person and where I am in my life is completely because of starting out watching things like Voltron and Ronin Warriors and wanting more. My love for giant robots and transforming superheroes and All of that has culminated in sitting here at 1.30 at night on a Monday after working all day, talking about this stuff with some of the nearest and dearest people to my heart on the internet. I was on a panel a couple of weeks ago. People were there, (laughs) including a really fantastic Haruka cosplayer who I really wanted to smack me because she actually had a face, but I didn't.
0: Yeah, people got up at S.A.M. at a convention to come listen to us talk about Theo Trigger. It was awesome.
1: That's it fucking was great. really but...
0: fucking surreal. Oh, wait, and dude, if you are you one on. of those people who is listening to this podcast, thank you for coming. It meant a lot.
1: You're really, awesome. Really a lot.
3: I'm glad it really went really well.
1: But, so. yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy to think about in that respect, but The fact that we are all here right now at this moment having this conversation is because at one point in our lives, we all saw something kind of weird and different and really liked it.
2: Yeah, I mean, the internet, I mean, you got to give it to the internet. I mean, it's really if you were isolated, but you had the internet, you could find people who had your same taste.
1: Yeah. And that that was the thing. Because like I, I'm sure every last one of us heard it on a weekly basis. Don't talk to strangers on the internet. They're going to kill you. Don't care.
0: That's why a lot of that's why a lot of um my friends still call me K-chan, why a lot of people still call him Mosh is because that's why we still call our friend Maz. His name is not Maz. It is not anything near Maz. It's because we first met him as this guy from New Zealand on AOL Instant Messenger called Seraph Mazrakil and we're all a bunch of middle <laughs> and high schoolers who know better than to say hi my name is Carrie Wilcox and I live in Florida to somebody you've never met on the internet. And so for the longest time it was like you knew these person, you knew these people as their handle And being on a real name basis with somebody, of course, when you're in middle school, you think if they know your your real first name, they can find you. Um, Mm -hmm. If you...
1: We love you too, Justin. You know,
0: being on first name basis with somebody was a big fucking deal on the internet. But when you go, when you live in Texas, when you go to a small, tiny, private Christian school... I was lucky to have, like, the handful of nerd friends that I had. When I got to college, all of my trumpet player friends, or when I got to college, when I went to, when I got to high school, all of my trumpet player friends were in middle school. And I hung out with them because they were nerds. And then I met my friend Mare, who was carrying around Shonen Jump magazine, and I was like, you, we are going to be friends.
1: (laughs) That book you're carrying, it's the sign of our friendship. (laughs) But but yeah. yeah i mean j- just just maz it like half the time i don't even remember that that's not his name <laughs> like i know what him? his name is i haven't forgotten it but like he, he's 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 not he's not his actual name he's just maz
2: yeah i mean i i know someone that still refers to kerry as k John.
0: yeah yeah you do <laughs>
1: Talking to strangers on the internet.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, totally works out.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm never going to tell anyone. Well, I I met these people on, uh online. On the internet. What? You're going to meet internet people? Uh, don't worry about it. I've, I've met them already before, and they haven't murdered me yet.
1: Oh, yeah, man. The, sp- speaking of the, uh, the the person who shall not be named... The first time I made it clear to my parents that I was going to visit her, (laughs) I thought my mom was going to kill me. Mm -hmm. My dad, of course, was all the, you know, hey, you know, be careful, don't do anything stupid, call if you need us, we trust you, you know, because at this point in time I had been, you know, burning through phone cards and shit to call her at, you know, 12 o'clock at night to like 3 o'clock in the morning just to talk. Because we were that dumb for each other. Um, but yeah, like, actually going to visit her. You know, this person I thought I loved that I had never actually physically met before. You know, like... <laughs> the shit we did, primarily because we were geeks.
0: I forgot all about 1010-220, 10, 10, oh my god. Oof.
1: Oh my god, CJ. Holy shit, CJ! See, that that was the really funny thing about that time of my life, because there were other strangers on the internet that I knew who would do things like actually buy phone cards for me to use to talk to this person, <laughs> because they thought it was adorable.
2: Sure yeah, I, and... I, I would be buying phone cards right now.
0: You don't need phone cards, dude. I know.
1: (laughs) We've moved. Like, when was the last time you saw a telephone booth? Like, a legit operational telephone booth, not part of some strange establishment that, you know, may or may not require a secret passcode. Nope. I
2: haven't seen one in a while.
0: But yeah, so if you guys are listening to this and, you know, feeling a little out of place, it gets better.
1: This was actually something that I was debating going into when we were doing our studio trigger panel, was the fact that there is one, one keystone to triggers work that has been consistent throughout the entirety of their body of work. And that is the fact that you should not be ashamed of who you are. In Gurren Lagan, Simon is always Simon the Digger. Even when he's trying to be more like Kamina, he can't be Kamina. He can only be himself. He can only be the Digger. He drills. It's what he does. Yes, sometimes he's drilling through metaphysical entities outside of existence, but... The drill is his soul. In Kill the Kill, it's... Ryuko being okay with herself as who she is, not being ashamed of you know the way she looks or anything like that, taking ownership of her physical appearance. In Kisniver, it's the bonds that you share with people that help define who you are, and it's a really important message that you know might get drowned out in some of the more batshit crazy stuff that trigger has done but it's always there and it's never not going to be true or important don't be ashamed of the things you love don't hold back on doing the things that you like to do or wanting to do things that you want to do simply because someone else might think it weird perspective is massively wild what's weird to one person might not be weird to another person, might be someone else's favorite thing, might be something else somebody absolutely hates. But there is nothing wrong with any of that. At the end of the day, we are all individuals, and while we all might like different things, precisely subs versus dubs, you know, shojo versus shonen, drama versus action, horror versus fluff, there is that uniting fact that we all have this one thing in common, this media form that has connected us all in this delightfully bizarre fashion, and it's fantastic that we can be ourselves together. And I
0: think that's something really special and important.
1: We
2: got serious it's going to
0: happen on an episode like this, I mean, because yeah. we're talking about, you know, we're we're going through all of our history of anime, but when you're a geek, the things you like are part of your identity. I think that's part of why people get so passionate about, you know, you don't like this show, you're wrong. It's because it feels like they're insulting you, because the things we love become a, a part of us.
2: That's true, yeah.
0: And so it makes sense that it's going to get a little bit personal, but... It's, it's, good. it's the good kind of real talk because we love each other and we love our listeners. And we want you to know that no matter where you are, whether it is a tiny ass private Christian school, whether it's the middle of nowhere, whether it's a big city that has everything you could possibly want, there are people online who likes the things that you like and would be excited to talk to you about them.
2: Just be careful.
0: Yes, be careful. And also join our Discord.
2: <laughs> nice plug,
0: Carrie. Thank you.
1: But I banged the Discord first. Ha.
0: <laughs> I heard I you win! typing so I well, I heard you typing, so I stopped.
1: But uh, yeah. I think that about does it for this episode. Uh, we've unfortunately lost a man along the way. Curse you, battery life.
2: Justin, you shall be avenged.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've already plugged the Discord where you can get a hold of us. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do so at show at geek-io.net. We are all over the social medias, totally, legitly all over the social medias. We love the social medias at slash geekio show. If you want to give the Geek Hotline a call, you can do so at 727 489 Four, three, three, five. That's 727 489 Geek. Big surprise there. And uh, yeah, uh, thanks for coming to hang out with us today, tonight. Well, it might be today where you are. Don't know. Uh, and for myself, for Justin, rest in peace. Uh, for Carrie, Raul, and the rest of the Geek IO Media Network, thank you and oyasumi nasai
0: don't forget we got believe in you
1: we got believe in you
0: okay. hi my name is water buffalo and i hope you've enjoyed this vk video network production copyright
2: 2018 you see how that works